This is Sarah Stewart-Holland. And this is Beth Silvers. Thank you for joining us for Pantsuit Politics. Welcome to this special episode of Pantsuit Politics, created in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and ACAST Creative. We are here today with our beloved Jen Hatmaker to talk about her new podcast, Make Me Care About. It can be so easy to feel discouraged by what we see in the news, but there is great work going on in really vital areas around the world. Make Me Care About is a new show highlighting that work, and we think you're going to love it. So we invited our dear friend Jen here to talk to us more about it. Jen Hatmaker. Welcome back to Pansy Politics. Oh, my gosh. I've <laughs> missed you. Likewise. How are you? What are you up to? Tell us about your new show. I like that. Let's just get to it. You know yeah. what? Let's dispense <laughs> with the small talk. We don't, we're not interested. Like, just get, tell us about the show, damn it. Like, no, she said, tell us what you've been up to. I said, how are you It's first? a compound question. I ranked my questions in order there, I Jen. see what you're saying. You're, to be fair. How are you? Uh-huh. What are you up to? And then tell us about the show. You did say that. That's you right. did. That was a three-part question. <laughs> and I meant it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Let's see. How am I? I am good. Really good. Um, I like 2023. I mean, it's better than 2020. And it's definitely better than 2021. It's so nice to hear somebody endorse a year. Yeah. That's lovely. I do feel like we've stopped. We've dispensed with the blaming everything on the year. Uh We've uplifted some years. I feel like we've Uh made some progress with our relationship with the years themselves. I really do feel that from your answer and the culture. You're right. We were in an adversarial relationship with the calendar. We were. There for a minute. And just... The whole entire like annual solar cycle got blamed. Yes. And so you're right. Now we're able to say this year has emerged from the rubble. Yes. So I'm doing good down here in Texas and busy, 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 busy. I'm down to one kid though, which is nice out of five. So there's just one other child that lives here. And so it's just the two of us. And so I don't really know what we're doing, to be honest with you, girls. Like, what are we eating? Don't know. Not ice cream cake from I saw from your Instagram this morning. I did. Well, apparently we were eating that at midnight or later. So Mm -hmm. listeners, for those of you who are like, what is this gibberish they're saying? I mentioned on social media today that living with a teenager is full of surprises. Like, for example, when they eat some of the ice cream cake at whatever time, and that could be, this could be two in the morning, we don't know. Um, And instead of putting it back in the freezer, they put it in the refrigerator, which is a surprise because it melts (sighs) all over your whole refrigerator and all down the drawers and all over all the food. And then that is just, it's it's an interesting surprise in the morning when you just want to make eggs. Um, And so (laughs) that's, you know, I guess maybe that was dinner. I can't remember, to be honest with you. (laughs) I can't remember if I fed her. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So anyway, it's just me and Remy Hatmaker here in this house. And she is wrapping up her junior year. You guys, we're we're about to land the plane. So I know. Does that feel good? The landing of the plane? Yeah, it feels real good. Like, I, I know that there is a possible answer, which is like, this season's coming to a close. I've been a parent since I was 23. I, I don't know what I'll do without a kid that lives here. What will I do with my time? And that would not be my position. My <laughs> position would be all of that except the opposite, 
Like <laughs> I've been parenting since I was 23. 20. What yeah. will I do with my free time so much? Like <laughs> my house will be clean. I will not have ice cream cake in my refrigerator. Like <laughs> we've had a good time, man. We had a good run. I love these kids. I love teenagers. I love them even better as young adults. So we're going to get this kid graduated theoretically. Mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm. get her over the finish line and off we go. I like that as much as I like you not fighting with the calendar. Yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to resent seasons of my life, mm-hmm. just like I don't want to resent numbers uh, that okay. represent years. Just embrace each stage. I think that's yeah. very healthy and happy. That's right. Like, right now, my son in two weeks turns 25, my oldest, 25 years old. He has a job. He pays for his own cell phone. Like, he has a grown person's life. And I'm like, look at that. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? And so I'm just saying that all those hours that we log with the like giving them their little scripts and walking them through possibilities and listening to their little problems. And some of that works. Just I'm saying some of it works. I'm thinking I'm going to say like right around like 58% of it works. I'll take it. And so, yeah, take it. a good number. I'll take that number. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. You want, right. you're not going to be able to touch me. If I was you right now and I had a fully functioning adult I raise, sort of like when you like the the baby comes out and you're like, "Look at That's right. this. Look what I did. Look what I did. I was almost yeah. unbearable and it was a newborn. When it's like an adult person yeah. who's like a functioning member of society, if That's I was right. you, I would put a crown on my head and I would be like, "Look it." Yeah. Do you need advice from me because look at this fully formed functional adult I made? It's so real. Like I kind of want to just get on a stage somewhere and tell everybody, guess what, America? My son pays his own taxes and I didn't even help. You know what I mean? Like he pays his own taxes. What else do you need me to do? I don't know how he knows how to do that, but he does and he does it. And he's a citizen. He votes. I don't even, I'm not even a part of any of this. He's just doing it. And he grew up in this house. So. So you, you have raised a taxpayer. Thank you. You've written a cookbook. I've done that. You host a podcast. You've mm-hmm. written a million other books. Yeah. You tour live. And now you're hosting a podcast for the Gates Foundation. They just mm-hmm. called you up, Bill and Melinda Gates, just to say, hello, Jen, would you host a <laughs> podcast for us? Is that how it went? First of all, that was a masterful pivot and segue. <laughs> well, thank you. She's very good at it. That is a <laughs> podcast genius host right there. Um, <laughs> sure. Isn't that just like a normal thing? Like, it's a Tuesday. I haven't had that experience. <laughs> yes. So I don't, yes. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone. I just can tell you that has not happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I had no precedence also for the Gates Foundation calling and saying, we are interested in having you host a limited series for us. And I was like, is that right? Is that, is that, is that true? Is this my fully formed adult child punking me? Or are you for real right now? Right. I mean, one of my earliest phone calls too, um, and I'm with their staff or whatever at that point. And they're like, no, I don't know if you're familiar with the Gates Foundation. I'm like, um, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've, I have heard of it. I've heard of them. Yeah. Thanks for checking. Just due diligence. Like, thanks for checking. But I'm aware. <laughs> this is like when we were invited to Apple headquarters and they're like, it's in Cupertino. And we were like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It was we the know. best moment of my life. We're we know. It's on my phone. Like, yeah. I can tell you what time it is there and what the temperature is. <laughs> I see you have light showers at three o'clock today. Yeah. But yeah thank you. For I'm the, aware. Thank uh-huh, you. Blessings. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that was exactly how it went. And so I'm like, well, tell me more because it felt 
like a big deal because it Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. They're like, we don't have a podcast. So this is an unprecedented space and we're building it from scratch. And are you interested in that? And I'm like, I think that I am. And so we started workshopping the whole idea, which was simply highlighting some of the most amazing people solving some of the world's most complicated problems. And so, you know, we just were talking early on, like the news cycle and the way in which we have to like constantly digest nonstop information can be such a drag. And it's super overwhelming. And I don't think we're built for it. And we're not meant to have to sort of sort out this much information, especially about the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so this was a little bit like, let's cut through the fog. Let's cut through some of the malay. Let's talk about, at this point, 13, which is how many episodes we have, of some of the world's most complicated problems or data pieces that we may or may not know about. And then the upside Look at these heroes and champions and brilliant people and scientists and activists coming up with solutions. And so it's super hopeful. Like the whole thing is so exciting. Created in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, this is Make Me Care About. And with me is Surabhi Rajaram, immunization markets expert at the Gates Foundation. And today, Surabhi is helping us care about syringes. I'm Jen Hatmaker, and with me is Dr. Shannon Yee, Professor of Mechanical Engineering at Georgia Tech. And today, Shannon is helping us care about poop. Hi, Shannon. Hello, thank you. I talked to so many smart people, you guys, and I'm like, we're going to have to take deep cleansing breaths before every episode to just be prepared to be on the other side of a conversation with people at this level of brilliance. And so it's fascinating, and it's called Make Me Care About I love it. It reminds me so much of an experience I had as a commissioner. I did not expect for my appointment to the local sewer board to be the most empowering and hopeful experience Uh I had as a city commissioner, but it absolutely was. One, because the head of our sewer board is brilliant. People who deal with flow Mm. and sewer and that level of detail is very important, and they're all brilliant. It's important to us. Yeah, We don't know that it is, but if they didn't do what they were doing, we'd know it right quick. This uh-huh. is one of our episodes that make me care about. I know, I love poop. it. When I saw yeah. that, I was like, they got it. They're on put, they've got it under control if they're handling sewer. Waste management, check. When I met him and I saw that, first of all, you just appreciate the level of complexity propping everything up. Yes. And we can get consumed with the problems, but when you realize the level of things flowing in the right direction. I see what you did. That's underneath Mm -hmm. it all, literally, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay. And Mm -hmm. the brilliant, thoughtful people who are invested in that and thinking and doing it and have the good motives and are well-intentioned, and you're just like, oh. Yes. I just, it is so deeply comforting and, like Mm -hmm. you said, like hopeful. It was, I mean, the my, the head of my sewer board is still, we've had him on our podcast. Mm. Like, he is just dear to me. Mm-hmm. And it is truly the, like, of my time as a politician, mm-hmm. that was the most encouraging experience. Because he made me I care about it. I completely get it. Yeah, he made you care about it. And then you realized that how many people are using their such special gifted minds and education and experiences 
to literally change people's lives, to make the world safer and healthier and more equitable. And at one point, because we were recording these last fall, at one point, the internal team who was on, on all the production work with me was just like, okay, Jen, you're going to have to find a way to take your over-the-top enthusiasm and gratitude about every single guest down 10 degrees. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Like, because we get to the end of the conversation, which is like eye-opening and mind-bending and fascinating and exciting. And I would just be like, well, you're the smartest person I ever met. Like, I just could not have any chill. I'm like, you're going to save us all. What do you do? Just walking around with that brain in your head? Like, you know, I just could not. I had like gin restraint. Um, and so it was, and we were kind of all over the place. Like we're dealing with um, issues that are sometimes largely located somewhere else in the world. Some of them were deeply like US driven and some were both where they would say, you think this is a global issue, but here's why it affects you in your little mm. cozy suburb of Austin, Texas. And so some of those were really interesting to find our connective tissue and how many things really are are common for the whole global population. That what happens over there matters over here, and mm -hmm. that's our neighbor, literally. And so um, I found that, you know, that's a big part of my deal, too. So I didn't have to be convinced. Well, you have to do the detail to get that, right? I think we yeah. always think we have to go up high to understand that connection. But sometimes you can't get to that connection unless you get down into yeah. the really detail of someone's work. Yeah, we drilled down into the weeds on a lot of it. And I learned so much. And I think that's what I'm excited about this show for. All of these episodes are easily digestible. They're not long and drawn out. Like any one of these people could put on a 12 hour podcast about what they do and barely scratch the surface, but we like condensed it down. And so they're all super manageable, but you'll end up learning a whole lot. And it's pretty fascinating to hear what the data is showing us, what the research is showing us. And then ultimately for most of these issues, COVID really shook the covers and has really affected tons of areas of development and research. And so I think this is just for anybody who's going to be marginally more informed about what the world is actually facing. Because sometimes our news cycle in the U.S. is absurd. Mm -hmm. Like, it's absurd. We're chasing our tails on a ton of nonsense. And so I think coming up to the like the 30,000 foot view and going, let's have a look at the world. Here are some pretty big deals, and here's what's happening around these issues. Here's what we're learning. Here's what we're developing. It was just so, so interesting. One of the more interesting episodes that I loved, it would affect us here a lot. And so the idea was that a bunch of researchers through a ton of data collection have figured out that one grade out of all the grades from kindergarten to your senior year matters and is more determinant of a student's future and their success than any other grade. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I for sure thought it was like kinder or maybe first, like those early childhood, like emerging literacy. I'm not sure. I was just like throwing that my guess against the wall or even like junior year, that yeah. one step before the end. I don't know what you guys would guess it would be, but I didn't guess what it was, which is ninth grade. And so we had this fascinating conversation about ninth graders and how we can wrap them with like 
specific support, what they need, um, the factors that matter. So there's stuff like that. Like a bunch of us, we either have or have had or will have ninth graders in our home. I mean, thank you for that gift. I have a ninth grader beginning next school. He's going into the ninth grade. So you guys, good job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, oh, okay, this actually, this has meaning to me. And I didn't know this. So that's really it. That's kind of that. I just soundbited the whole thing. This has meaning to me and I didn't know it. There. That's make me care about. It's nice. You know, we deal in that big news cycle all the time. Yeah. And a lot of our work is centered on how we have competing stories in Mm -hmm. America about what's going on. Yep. And it's so hopeful to lift out of those stories for a second and say, let's just do a cold analysis of what would make a difference here. Yep. And when you see a solution like a garbanzo bean or iodized salt that can be replicated and really have an impact, of course it makes you feel enthusiastic and better because that's that's not intractable. It's not a cultural battle of what I what I've told myself about this. It just, it just is. And it can be done again and again. Yep. That's so true. I love that description, Beth. It's, these are not almost entirely, these are not cultural battles. These are things of flesh and blood. They're environmental. They're systems and processes. It's science. And so it's a bit of a relief to get to activate our brain outside of that like triggered fight or flight space that most of our news cycles hit us with and just go, oh, okay, this is definitely worth learning about. And then exciting to know that there's this entire ecosystem of experts and activists and scientists and innovators solving big problems. Great. I love it. It's good news. Yeah. And it's not going to rise up to the top of the headline. So you have to pay attention. None of these. None of these. No. None, 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 none. No one's really going to talk about ancient grains. I'm like, no one is going to talk about access to digital money. If I was forced, I would say that's probably my favorite, favorite episode oh, out of the series in which we were talking about what happens when we can figure out, particularly, this is really global. So this is really true for women in the U.S. as well, but certainly in developing or under-resourced countries, when we can figure out how to get women access to digital money. It's Mm. so exciting. I mean, you know, women's empowerment, sign me up. That's my bread and butter. And so this sense that women can, we can figure out how to not just get women autonomy over their money, which is a big step one, but then also access to it and then control over it um, in a way that's fluid. Oh, it's just so exciting. And we used a lot of like sort of case studies in that interview of where it has completely turned around a country. Um, Because guess who is, turns out by the numbers are the most responsible people to hand any amount of dollars to. Yeah. It's women. Yeah. It is women. Women in charge of their own money will absolutely elevate the entire GDP. Mm. So it's good news. I love Fun that. stuff like that. I love it. How did you tell yourself what care means? Make me care about how did you think of this is what I want someone to do mm-hmm. after they've listened to this condensed, hopeful, inspiring, brilliant news that I'm delivering? Yeah. I see that as a really big bucket, the word care make me care about, which is simply, I think the the through line here 
the North Star of all of these together is that we genuinely do belong to each other. And what happens to a woman in rural Eastern Africa, it matters to me. And there affects here, here affects there. We are really like a global community and we should care about that. We should care about one another. We should care about black maternal health. We should care about unequitable systems and what we can do about it. Because genuinely, even if you don't have like squishy heart, like the three of us tend to, even if you just like bottom lines, if you like effectiveness, if you like productivity, if you like increased economic strength, you should care. Like, so these are people and issues that matter to us all. And so care is the catch-all term. Like, what a world. I'd like to try to build the world in which we sincerely care about the health and well-being of our neighbor. I like that world. I like that dream. I know I believe in it. And so I think that's what this whole series is sort of like charging toward. We had a conversation here on Pansy Politics recently. We were trying to name a name a certain feeling. And what we settled on is the sense of, I just... I just love it here. Mm. I love it here. And I think the through line through mm-hmm. all your work, whether it is a podcast called Make Me Care about global issues or a cookbook or mm. whatever it is, is you embody that. I just love it here. Mm. That's why you want to belong. That's why yes. you love our neighbors because you just mm. exude that. I love it here. I love that. That's why you're such a blast to be around. That's why we Love you endlessly. There would be no pantsuit politics without Jen Hatmaker. If we have if we have one listener who comes and says, I found you through Jen Hatmaker's podcast, we have 3,000. So we adore you. We adore that. I just same. love it here. Passion. Million sames. That you bring. It's the best. It's the best. Million sames, you guys. You're my faves. Thanks mm. for having me on today. Thanks for letting me talk about the new show. I think your type of listener oh, will like gone. this type of podcast too. They're going to yeah. eat it with a spoon. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Your, your listeners care. Yeah. They already care. Mm-hmm. So they can find it in all the places where there are podcasts, I'm sure. Oh, that's it. That's it. What episode should they start with? If you want to listen to them in order, you can do that. Or you can wait and save them up and binge, which is my sometimes preferred way. I like an um, order. I like to let them settle just on the alternate <laughs> point of view. I like to let, a, let things settle a little bit before I listen to the next one. I'm just saying. You know what? That is fair. So coming in hot, the first episode was make me care about poop. Your favorite subject, Sarah, your favorite really subject. Is. Dr. Shannon Yee made me laugh. I mean, I was like, tell me more about these future toilets. There's stuff to learn. Love it. There's stuff to learn. I love it. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, thank you so much, Jen. We can't wait to listen. Thanks, you guys. Love y'all. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. To hear more of Jen Hatmaker's great discussions, listen to the Make Me Care About podcast wherever you get your podcast. I'm willing to bet that you'll learn something new and you might end up feeling a bit more hopeful too. Thanks for listening to our special episode today created in partnership with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Acast Creative.
Pantsuit Politics is produced by Studio D Podcast Production. Elise Knapp is our managing director. Maggie Penton is our community engagement manager. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Our show is listener-supported. Special thanks to our executive producers. Martha Brunitsky. Allie Edwards. Janice Elliott. Sarah Greenup. Julie Haller. Helen Handley. Tiffany Hassler. Emily Holliday. Katie Johnson. Katina Zuganellis-Kasling. Barry Kaufman. Molly Kors. Catherine Vollmer. Lori Ladau. Lily McClure. Linda Daniel. Emily Neasley. The Pettins! Tawny Peterson. Tracy Putoff. Sarah Ralph. Jeremy Sequoia. Katie Steigers. Karen True. Annika Uveline. Nick and Elisa Valelli. Amy Whited. Emily Helen Olson. Lee Shea McDonough. Morgan McHugh. Jeff Davis. Melinda Johnston. Michelle Wood. Joshua Allen. Nicole Berkless, Paula Bremer, and Tim Miller.